Hi, I'm Lone Candle. A big problem with the U.S. response to the COVID-19 outbreak, also known as Corona, was a lack of testing. With all the technologies of our age, our first method for fighting such a virus is identifying who is sick and isolating them and anyone they've come into contact with. Aggressively doing this limits and slows the spread of infection, saving lives. The weak link? We did not have enough tests to figure out who was carrying the virus. It has varying symptoms that are similar to common ailments, so an abundance of tests was crucial. Other countries were much better at getting tests, so the problem was something the United States was doing, not just inherent difficulties. As of March 11th, the U.S. had only tested 26 people per million persons, while Bahrain had tested 4,910, South Korea 4,099, Italy 1,005, Austria 558, the UK 387, and Japan 76. All of these countries were doing vastly better than the United States. South Korea is a decent comparison because we both got our first case on either the same day or one day apart. But as of March 8th, Korea had tested 189,000 people, while the U.S. only tested 1,707. Another South Korean comparison? A week after the first community transmission in the U.S., we had tested more than 16,000 people. But a week after the first community transition in South Korea, they had tested more than 66,000 people. And they are a much smaller country. While these numbers are imperfect, the administration eventually admitted that we had a major testing problem. And healthcare administrators in and out of government severely complained about the situation. It's not like this came out of the blue. We knew of the Chinese outbreak in December. They had sequenced the virus's genome by January 10th. German scientists produced a diagnostic test on January 17th. The World Health Organization, also known as WHO, said on February 6th that it was sending 250,000 tests worldwide. It was well understood that testing for new and infectious diseases is important. And we could see its effectiveness when China started slowing its corona spread. So any uniqueness of this situation is absolutely no excuse. Both experts and relatively informed people could have told you that we needed lots of tests to be ready for the new virus, yet we were not ready. The tests were in such short supply that tough restrictions were in place on who was tested, leading to the first U.S. case of community spread to be untested for multiple days while at two hospitals, potentially spreading the disease further. There are examples in different states of people not being tested due to shortages, and then those people going around and unknowingly infecting others. Getting tests so late means we couldn't isolate those who had the illness or those who had been in contact with them. This means more people have and will die than otherwise would. So what the hell went wrong with testing? One group of problems was bureaucratic. The Food and Drug Administration has a protocol that says they must approve any test during an emergency. Labs who tested the quality of their own tests applied for such approval, and it took weeks and potentially months depending on the difficulty particular labs had achieving specific requirements. At least dozens of labs could have been producing tests and figuring out who had the virus, but instead, federal rules stopped them. On February 28th, microbiologists wrote Congress a letter, and the next day the process was altered so labs could get approved. But still, Many labs have had trouble getting through the expensive and time-consuming approval process. 
Dr. Melissa Miller has said she could have tested over a thousand patients, but was instead checking boxes. It's bad when the emergency approval process is so onerous that it takes time and energy away from actually fighting the emergency. One flu study conducted by Dr. Chu could have been repurposed to immediately detect where the outbreak was occurring in the Seattle region. But due to normally weighty ethical concerns over personal information rights, federal and state officials would not let her test. The doctor eventually tested without approval and discovered that corona was spreading through the community. If someone had the power and wisdom to make emergency exceptions, Dr. Chu could have helped limit the virus. A Dr. Alex Greninger, who fought with the FDA's approval process, said in frustration, This virus is faster than the FDA. We knew how dangerous corona was weeks earlier. Why did it take so long to cut through this red tape? We should have unleashed academic and private labs that were ready to produce tests in early February. Instead, they got held up until at least the end of that month, drastically putting us behind the curve on testing. Another problem? Virus samples. In order to make a test, virus samples are needed. The virus started in China and at first more heavily spread to non-U.S. countries, so U.S. labs had trouble getting access to virus samples. Third, equipment. For the best tests, special equipment and reagents are needed, and many hospitals were not adequately equipped. A particular item needed for testing is an RNA extraction kit. A Dutch company called Kyogen was back-ordered due to high demand, which means other countries were ahead of the U.S. on making sure it had the supplies it needed to test for corona. In both the case of the virus samples and the equipment and reagents, independent labs were behind in solving these problems due to being banned from testing by the federal government. A fourth problem? We rejected the World Health Organization test. This was a working test used in other countries, but instead, the U.S. decided to make its own. The CDC making its own test was its standard operating procedure, and also done in order to make a more reliable test. The CDC should have realized that time wasn't on the side of relying solely on an unproving test still in development. Due to rejecting WHO tests and not allowing other labs to test, only two CDC labs were producing tests. The CDC started distributing its test, then guess what happened? Many of them didn't work. They had to rework the test, wasting more precious time. The CDC was concerned that other tests may have false negatives or positives, so wanted to make a really high-quality test for us to use. The problem was, tests were needed immediately, and this put all our eggs in one basket. The problems with red tape, virus samples, equipment, and reagent shortages, these would hamper any administration's response. They are real problems that we can't blame exclusively on mismanagement, but these challenges were not insurmountable. The red tape was eventually reduced. Independent labs were given shortcuts to begin testing. We could have been better prepared getting more of the resources needed to produce these tests. We could have used the WHO test while concurrently developing a better one. If only our system of government had a position that gave its occupant the power, authority, and democratic mandate to cut through these problems and facilitate the cooperation of different parts of government, the private sector, and foreign actors, a position who is in charge of protecting the entire nation. This position exists, 
and it is called the presidency. Private and academic labs could have been producing in early February. More equipment and virus samples could have been put where needed and gotten from other countries. If the President of the United States and his immediate subordinates had their full attention and energies focused on this problem. Difficulties like these are a reason why we have a presidency. It's the president's job to see a threat and go in and make sure the bureaucracy is ready to handle it. Was the president's full focus on the coronavirus and its potential to spread and kill Americans? Now, the administration clearly was aware that the virus was a problem and took some major actions. They declared a public health emergency by the end of January. This is different than the national emergency they declared later. They quarantined U.S. citizens coming from parts of China and banned non-citizens who had recently been to China from entering the country. A group within the administration met to help mitigate or contain the COVID-19 threat. These actions were helpful, but do not make up for the failure on testing and the lack of determined focus from the very top. The administration did do more later, and appeared to focus more on testing and solving the problems I described. But that was too late. Initially, there seemed to be a lack of presidential emphasis on protecting Americans from the virus. The fact that red tape wasn't cut and the shortage problems were not dealt with is evidence on its own. And administration officials have admitted that they should have focused more on testing. But what really strikes me as evidence that the President of the United States was only going at 50% when it came to coronavirus were his words. Here was the president's attitude toward the virus as of February 27th. It's going to disappear. One day it's like a miracle. It will disappear. Yes. And from our shores, we've, you know, it could get worse before it gets better. It could maybe go away. We'll see what happens. Nobody really knows. On March 9th, he tweeted, So last year, 37,000 Americans died from the common flu. It averages between 27,000 and 70,000 per year. Nothing is shut down. Life and the economy go on. At this moment, there are 546 confirmed cases of coronavirus, with 22 deaths. Think about that. While there is an interesting discussion to be had about how deadly the flu is every year, and how ironic it is that it kills far more than corona, loosely comparing the two in such a manner comes off as poo-pooing the coronavirus and makes it seem that the president doesn't think it's so dangerous, or that he should be so worried about making sure we're ready to test for it. If corona ends up killing less people than the flu, it's because we treated it differently, not because it is less deadly. COVID-19 is from 50% more infectious to almost twice as infectious as the flu, and those that get it are from 10 times more likely to die to 34 times more likely to die. It's not the Black Death, but it's far more dangerous than the flu, and the President of the United States should act like it. Here's President Trump thinking corona is less deadly than the official numbers just based on a hunch, then downplaying its threat and talking about people going to work when medical experts were stressing social distancing. He again makes the misleading comparison to the flu. It looks like he didn't understand how dangerous the corona was. I think the 3.4% is really a false number. Now, this is just my hunch. And uh, but based on a lot of conversations with a lot of people that do this, because a lot of people will have this and it's very mild. Uh, they'll get better very rapidly. They don't even see a doctor. They don't even call a doctor. Personally, I would say the number is way under one percent. We have thousands or hundreds of thousands of people that get better just by 
you know, sitting around and even going to work. Some of them go to work, but they get better. Watch this. Now the Democrats are politicizing the coronavirus. You know that, right? Coronavirus. They're politicizing it. We did one of the great jobs, you say, House President Trump doing. They go, oh, not good, not good. They have no clue. They don't have any clue. They can't even count their votes in Iowa. They can't even count. No, they can't. They can't count their votes. One of my people came up to me and said, Mr. President, they tried to beat you on Russia, Russia, Russia. That didn't work out too well. They couldn't do it. They tried the impeachment hoax. That was on a perfect conversation. They tried anything. They tried it over and over. They've been doing it since you got in. It's all turning. They lost. It's all turning. Think of it. Think of it. And this is their new hoax. But, you know, we did something that's been pretty amazing. We're 15 people in this massive country. And because of the fact that we went early, we went early, we could have had a lot more than that. We're doing great. Our country is doing so great. We are so unified. We are so unified. It wasn't clear what exactly he was saying here. At the worst, he just called the coronavirus a hoax. In the least, he called the Democratic criticism a hoax. Both are false. There are a lot of people who will criticize a political leader, and no doubt some will say something unfair and stupid. But that's not a hoax. And, as I hope this video makes clear, there are very good reasons to be critical of the president's response to COVID-19. Throwing around the word hoax in such a manner underplays the real threat that is corona. Was it just silly rhetoric? Or did he really think big concerns about his corona response were simply a hoax? That would certainly explain why there wasn't presidential focus on getting testing done. On February 24th, President Trump tweeted, the coronavirus is very much under control in the USA. We are in contact with everyone in all relevant countries. CDC and World Health have been working hard and very smart. Stock market starting to look very good to me. As of February 24th, the coronavirus was not very much under control in the USA. It was spreading like wildfire. The government hadn't even lessened restrictions on private labs testing. Maybe the president had it cut through this red tape because he thought the virus was very much under control. The next day he tweeted, CDC and my administration are doing a great job of handling coronavirus, including the very early closing of our borders to certain areas of the world. It was opposed by the Dems too soon, but turned out to be the correct decision. No matter how well we do, however, the Democrats' talking point is that we are doing badly. If the virus disappeared tomorrow, they would say we did a really poor and even incompetent job. Not fair, but it is what it is. So far, by the way, we have not had one death. Let's keep it that way. He regularly puts extra emphasis on his closing of borders. He said this on February 25th, before restrictions were lifted on private testing. He acted like he thought the borders were enough and wasn't focused on other important things that he should have been doing. How was he so misinformed? On the 26th, rather than focusing on the serious virus, he was complaining that media companies were exaggerating the threat, tweeting, Low ratings, fake news, MSDNC, Comcast, and at CNN, 
are doing everything possible to make the coronavirus look as bad as possible, including panicking markets, if possible. Likewise, their incompetent do-nothing Democrat comrades are all talk, no action. USA in great shape. From what I've seen of both those channels, they mostly just laid out the hard facts and what experts were saying were the realistic consequences. Multiple times throughout the crisis, Donald Trump said things like, Who knew this was going to happen? Nobody ever thought of numbers like this. Here's two examples. I just think this is something, Peter, that you can never really think is going to happen. You know, who I've, I've heard all about... This could be, you know, this could be a big deal from before it happened. You know, this something like this could happen. Uh, I think we're doing a really good job in this country at keeping it down. Uh, we've really been uh, very vigilant, and we've done a tremendous job at keeping it down. Uh, but who would have thought, look, uh, how long ago is it? Six, seven, eight weeks ago. Who would have thought we'd even be having this subject? We were going to hit 30,000 in the Dow like it was clockwork, right? It was all going. It was right up. And then all of a sudden, this came out. All I say is be calm. We have the greatest people in the world. So here we are, 8.3 billion. We're doing very well. But it's an unforeseen problem. What a problem. Came out of nowhere. But we're taking care of it. This is silly. Everyone knew. We all knew the potential for a deadly illness or virus. The government was running simulations on how it could play out and exiting Obama officials went over this in detail with entering Trump officials. Was he just lying to make his inadequate response look better? Or did he really think such a threat was unforeseen? The late focus on solving testing problems could be explained by a president that truly didn't understand the ever-present threat of a new and infectious disease. I get the sense that he wasn't at all ready to jump on this and get the testing available, and is now making excuses. Who would have thought? Come on. In March, Trump said, We have a problem that a month ago nobody ever thought about. People were publicly warning him back in January. It's not only a month ago were people thinking about the coronavirus. Two months ago they were. And for many, many years, people have been thinking about and planning for an infectious and deadly disease. Why does he say shit like this? Again, is it bullshit or ignorance? Listen to what the president said on March 6th. But I think, I think, importantly, anybody right now and yesterday, anybody that needs a test gets a test. We, they're there. They have the tests. And the tests are beautiful. Anybody that needs a test gets a test. If there's a doctor that wants to test, if there's somebody coming off a ship, like the big monster ship that's out there right now, which, you know, again, that's a big decision. Do I want to bring all those people on? People would like me to do that. I don't like the idea of doing it. But anybody that needs a test can have a test. They're all set. They have them out there. In addition to that, they're making millions of more as we speak. But as of right now and yesterday, anybody that needs a test, that's the important thing. And the tests are all perfect. Like the letter was perfect. The transcription was perfect, right? This was not as perfect as that, but pretty good. This was absolutely not true on March 6th, or yesterday, which was March 5th. Did he not realize how far behind they were? Could also be comments not intended to be factual. No, I think the U.S. has done a very good job on testing. 
Uh, we had to change things that were uh, done and that were nobody's fault. Perhaps uh, they wanted to do something a different way, but it was a much slower process from a previous administration. And we did change them. We made the changes. But the testing has gone very well. And when people need a test, they can get a test. When the professionals need a test, when they need tests for people, they can get the test. It's gone really well. Look, the biggest thing that we did was stopping the inflow of people early on. And that was weeks ahead of schedule, weeks ahead of what other people would have done. In fact, other people mostly would probably not have done it even till now. And that's made a big difference. I keyed in on him saying it was no one's fault. Part of the blame pretty clearly falls on him for not facilitating testing earlier. This attitude makes me think he cares deeply about avoiding blame rather than learning from his mistakes. The video is also nicely representative of his general response. He doesn't seem to understand his failing in testing. He takes no responsibility and then pivots to the border closings and exaggerates the extent that no one would have done that. While closing the borders was good, it was not enough and he seems to think it was. President Trump has made countless false and misleading statements like these that imply that he greatly underestimated the danger posed by COVID-19, and that he wasn't focused on taking the necessary presidential actions to facilitate timely and ample testing. The president's comments and demeanor changed by mid-March, and the administration seemed to have finally got their butts into full gear. But for testing, it was too late. To greatly contain or mitigate the virus, we had to know who had it early on. There are lots of theories of why Donald Trump, the man, would underplay such a virus. That's not too relevant to this argument. What is, is that the president's comments show a president who didn't have the proper concern and focus on the virus. To the extent that a determined president could cut red tape much earlier, negotiate with foreign suppliers, and organize equipment and reagents, President Trump wasn't doing it, apparently because he didn't realize the threat the virus posed. He did take some early actions, but these were only half the actions needed. Think of two professional sports teams. If one is going at 50%, it's going to get demolished. Bragging about the actions it did take is one of the administration's defenses here. But if that professional sports team pointed out that it did go 50%, they'd be thrown out of the stadium covered in rotten fruit. 50% obviously doesn't cut it. The administration also likes to say that the actions the president took saved lives. This is true, but also not a good defense. When it is your basic job to save lives, then that alone isn't enough. How many lives could you have saved if properly focused on the issue? Going back to the sports analogy, if a team did horrible in a game, but keeps defending themselves by saying, but we completed a pass, no one would buy it. Completing a pass is good, true, but the goal is to score points and win the game. You can't stop halfway. The president's focus was only halfway, and he and the administration should be properly criticized for the increased infections and deaths that resulted. This isn't hindsight 2020. There's really no excuse for not being fully on this virus from the beginning. This is a basic role of the federal government and the presidency, and the threat of the virus was clear for all to see. Just five months before the COVID-19 outbreak, the Trump administration ran a simulation of a similar virus, and the results showed that the U.S. was not prepared. It showed how we'd be overwhelmed in very similar ways as the new virus is doing. Furthermore, a report about the recent Ebola crisis made clear that if that illness had been more infectious, 
we'd see the type of bad numbers we are seeing with corona. The president should have known about the virus's threat early. U.S. intelligence knew the Chinese were lying about their outbreak, and that it was killing many people. By the end of January, the death toll hit 213, and the WHO declared a global emergency. By this time, the virus had spread from New Zealand to the United Kingdom. In early February, public op-eds by experts and former officials urged the FDA to allow independent testing. But for too long, this advice went unheeded. By February 12, 1,115 people had died, and the Mobile World Congress was canceled. This was an event that included exhibitors like Facebook, Amazon, Sony, Nokia, and LG. They knew COVID-19 was dangerous enough to cancel a major event. Why wasn't the president double and triple checking that U.S. testing would be ready? Why wasn't he asking for and receiving full information on who is and can make the test and how, and if there are problems? Why wasn't he making emergency exceptions on which labs can test and using all his power to get materials where they needed to be? I don't know, but clearly there was a lack of presidential focus here. By February 18th, 1,873 people had died, yet independent labs were pulling their hair out just to get permission to test. The president should have intervened weeks before. We knew the virus was deadly and infectious. We knew from basic knowledge about pandemics and from watching China that testing was key. Yet we didn't have a president digging into this to make sure testing would be available. This was a major screw-up. Whether you love or hate this president, you shouldn't deny this. One reason we know testing could be so much better was because South Korea did such a better job. Their officials took action. They allowed the government to give fast approval to tests. After just weeks of the Wuhan China outbreak, four Korean companies were manufacturing the WHO tests. They were testing 10,000 people a day. They organized the materials needed to produce the tests and produced them. The U.S. could have done this. They could have put the full weight of the presidency into making sure we were doing everything we could to be prepared with tests. The CDC could have developed their high-quality test while concurrently allowing labs to make their own and having manufacturers produce and spread the WHO test. We could have had a plethora of testing sources and options. Instead, we had extremely limited testing with deadly results. At least the president can learn from this. Realize his mistakes, take responsibility, and do better next time. Dr. Fauci said earlier this week that the lag in testing was, in fact, a failing. Do you take responsibility for that? And when can you guarantee that every single American who needs a test will be able to have a test? What's the date of that? Yeah, no, I don't take responsibility at all because we were given a, uh, a set of circumstances and we were given rules, regulations, and specifications from a different time. Uh, wasn't meant for this kind of uh, an event uh, with the kind of numbers that we're talking about. And what we've done is redesigned it very quickly with the help of the people behind me. And we're now in very, very strong shape. I think we'll be announcing, as I said, Sunday night. And uh, this will start very quickly. And we have, we'll have the ability to do uh, in the millions uh, over a very, very quick period of time. So, no. And what we have done, and we are going to be leaving a very indelible print for the future in case something like this happens again. But it was a — and that's not the fault of anybody. And frankly, the old system worked very well for smaller numbers, much smaller numbers, but not for these kind of numbers. Well, 
I'm Lone Candle. Like me? Comment me. Love me.